Welcome to the Modern Creative Podcast. Listen in as we connect with other creative entrepreneurs and have real conversations about life, business, and everything in between. Owning a creative business doesn't have to be confusing or overwhelming, and you don't have to go at it alone. It's absolutely possible to be successful as a modern creative, and we want to help you to go after your own creative dreams. Hey, everyone, and welcome back to the Modern Creative Podcast. As we wrap up 2019 and enter a brand new decade, 2020, Joyce and I will be chatting about how we goal set for our business and how we plan it out for the next coming year. You already know that we're super passionate about goal setting, so we're really excited to chat about how we do business and how we plan for it. Before we get started, I want to thank everyone who have left us a review. It is so nice to hear from you. You already know how we feel about reading your reviews, so please continue to post and share it on Instagram. All right, let's get started. Decade. Why does 2020 feel big though, right? Like starting off as a tangent, but 2020 feels huge. Mm -hmm. Like we're not just ending the year, we're (laughs) ending a decade. Uh, And it makes me realize I probably, I didn't spend my decade wisely. I need wine to talk about that with (laughs) Diana and I. Well, I guess just me, just I will drink wine and Diana will just have to listen. Uh, it's because i'm pregnant if you guys don't know but i our our wine days are on hiatus i know but i can't wait to get back people recommended that (laughs) i i I drink non-alcoholic wine wine, and i was like yeah that's not gonna happen why (laughs) i don't know i guess for the taste i don't know i honestly maybe i shouldn't knock it till i try it but i that doesn't sound good so i was like ah i think i'll wait until you know april 2020 Uh. I'm super sad now. I'm like, what did I do in the last decade? I can't drink with Diana. What the hell is going on? (laughs) And I think, wow, what an epic year to have a baby. 2020. (laughs) And I'm just like, give me all the wine bottles. Um, I'll drink. I'll drink her wine. Yeah, drink all my uh, (laughs) behalf. But like Diana mentioned, we're talking about goals. And we kind of broke it out into three different phases, if you will. So review, plan, and action. And it all starts with review. So for me, I love reviewing like the current year, the last like 12, 11, 12 months. And I like to check in and see what worked and what didn't. And not just like revenue numbers, but just like in general. I feel like I'm going to go with the more feeling stuff right now. And Diana's going to be like, look at your numbers. But (laughs) what I mean by what worked and what didn't work is just being honest with yourself. Like, did you have a product that you were super excited about and maybe it didn't get enough attention or the attention that you wanted? Okay, well, being honest with yourself could be like, did I take 100% responsibility at 100% in order to promote that? So more reflective things is what I mean when you're reviewing the year. I also like to think about what I truly enjoy doing and what I didn't. And as creative entrepreneurs, we all start our business and we all think we're going to do the, the thing that we start with, right? And through action, that's when we get to really see what we enjoyed and what we didn't enjoy. And through action and through trying new things is where we can really start to tweak our business and make it that dream creative business that we want, because that's why we're all here. That's why we all started our business. We want it to be something we enjoy, right? So take the time at the end of the year to really think about what you truly enjoy doing Like if you thought that you were going to really, I'm using myself as an example, if you really thought you were going to enjoy weddings and then you did weddings and you're like, nah, that is not (laughs) me, be honest with yourself and then pivot your business. That's what I did. Mm -hmm. If I wasn't honest with myself and I was like, no, I thought I was going to do stationery and weddings and I'm a calligrapher, so I have to do that. 
my business would not be where it is today and I would have felt forced and then I probably would stop enjoying my business, right? So be honest with yourself about what you liked. I love that. No, it's so true. I love it. Okay. And like Joyce already foreshadowed what I was going to (laughs) say, I also think it's super important to review your numbers because as creatives, we get so wrapped up in the passion and the creativity and the visuals and the projects. You know, it is really exciting to be able to produce something creative and make a living off of it. But at the same time, you have to make sure that it actually makes sense financially. So if you haven't been regularly doing bookkeeping, then I would 100% recommend doing a huge bookkeeping day. Um, I really say this out of experience. In the first year, I believe, I didn't do that. And I had to do all my bookkeeping for one year in one day or two, three days, really. But I think it's super important to collect those data. I would recommend doing that definitely on a monthly basis or even a weekly basis if you can. But collecting data is really important because you're able to see what worked and what didn't. And We're not talking about revenue, we're talking about profit margin and actually getting to keep the cash that you've made rather than, you know, I'm going to, oh, spend this on outsourcing or printing or whatever. So I think it's super important to review your numbers, knowing what is profitable so that you can continue to do more of those projects moving forward, as well as what Joy said, doing what you love too is obviously very important. Can we, let's talk about tools really quick, kind of a tangent, but not really. But in order for me to really review this year, besides also looking at numbers, because I do do that, I'm using um, PowerSheets. It's by, we'll link it, but I'm sure a lot of people have heard about it. Um, Laura Casey is the founder of PowerSheets, and it's just a really great tool to goal set as well as reflect. And we'll link it in the show notes. Everything Diana and I ever talk about and how like you can get in contact with us. It's always in the show notes, every single episode. So be sure to always check that out. Wait, what is it though exactly? PowerSheet. So let me, I'm like pulling mine over. Um, It's by Laura Oh, it's physical. Yeah, it's physical. Yeah, I think there's a downloadable version. I'm not sure, but Cultivate What Matters is the company by Laura Casey. She's also an author, but her product is PowerSheets and it's a goal planner. But it's Mm -hmm. not like this daily planner where you're like, oh, my agenda for today is, you first start off with really like reflecting on the year and and what you did. And then it's more like of a tracker every month versus like a planner where you would go in every day and like check off, you know, what your plans are. Mm -hmm. This is my first year really using it or 2020 will be and I'm kind of halfway through the reflective side of it for 2019. So I'm excited to see how that helps me in the new year, you know, achieve goals that i really want to achieve and that are genuine to me and aligned with my vision versus just like checking off need to make six figures, you know? Um, So that's what I'm using right now from the whole review internally, what didn't work, whatnot. And then I'm also using ClickUp. I moved from Asana to ClickUp, uh, which is like my daily project management tool. So I know what I'm doing every day in business, but I just wanted to like share some tools that I'm using. Yeah, no, I love it when you share resources and it's so pretty. It's so girly. Oh, it's so pretty. I know. We'll you have the hot the pink one, notes. huh? Yeah, of course I got the hot pink one. Oh, man. There's this like is... four different covers. <laughs> it's heavy. It's nice. Oh, yeah. I should do a review. Okay, so now we talked about reviewing the year. How do you plan for the next year, Joyce? Well, I like to focus on one thing a month for the most part. So, for example, one month I might promote a special for an online course that I have created. Or another month, I might really be focused on, 
you know, booking out my 90 minute strategy sessions with creative entrepreneurs. And like, that means everything for the most part, everything that I talk about that month or the content I create will be centered around whatever I'm promoting from a revenue standpoint. But I also like to plan one thing a month that brings in visibility to my business. So one month that might actually mean more back-end work for an online summit that I've co-hosted, or that might mean that I am batching content for YouTube, which we have talked about in another episode, right? So outwardly, I'm like, hey, here are the times that I have left to book sessions with me so that we can talk about your strategy. But on the back-end, I'll probably be working on YouTube. So I have like a visibility focus, like one main visibility focus a month and one main revenue focus a month. Yeah, that's really good. I like how it's like structure, but not too stuffy. It like still mm-hmm. gives you leg room to be flexible. Yeah, it's just my focus, but that doesn't mean that I wouldn't like sell other things or, you yeah. know, work on other things, but it is like the main overarching focus. Yeah, yeah no, I love it. So for me, um, I don't like to plan ahead too much. I've really tried and sometimes I do, um, but that's just my personality. But I do like to plan ahead, at least give different quarters a theme, especially now that I've been running my business for a few years. I feel like there's a general theme for each quarter. So Q1 would be, I don't know, like planning for the future or content creating or inspirational, whatever. And then the end of, I know for sure, quarter four, I want to keep that pretty loose because quarter four is really busy for us. It's really heavy on last minute projects and people are like, oh my gosh, holidays are coming up. Literally everyone freaks out at uh, quarter four. So when I plan for it, I just try not to schedule too many things. So at least going into it, I have a theme. So I know generally what to expect without having like, I need to do this point A to point B to point C. I don't think really anyone plans like that. But if you are like that, that's amazing. But that's just personally for me, I like to have themes for different quarters. Well, I like how you said you don't plan too, too far ahead. And I agree with you because like, I'm not going to sit here in December and then plan my September 2020 goals. Yeah. And all the actions that are required in January. So I only look about 90 days ahead or at max like six months. Like I may know, for example, if it's January, I may know what I want to launch in June, but I'm not going to plan all the details in January. I will Mm. plan it when I'm about 90 days out because things can change so much. And I might find in March that, you know, oh, I don't want to do that thing I said I was going to do in June. And so I don't want to waste all that brain space and all that time planning it, right? So I actually agree with you. Like, I like to look overall at the year and plan out when I need time off or vacations or like, for example, I don't like working in August for like personal reasons. And so I know that that's, I'm probably not going to work in my business. And I also know ahead of time, for the most part, what conferences I'm going to go to, as well as any trips with like my coaches, like coaches that I work with have retreats, right? So I know when those are ahead of time and I plan that out. But I definitely don't go like, it's January 1st, I need to plan out my September. You know, it's just way too far and things change so much. Yeah, I have done that before, though. I have planned out monthly content and stuff like that. But now I just kind of keep it as a theme. So it's still monthly content. I think you can definitely go as far out as possible. But like in terms of like business, like what you're launching and how you're going to achieve certain revenue or visibility goals. That's hard to do like nine, Mm -hmm. 11 months out, you know? Yeah, yeah, totally, definitely. 
And then in the planning stage, I also really like to take whatever that overall goal is for like January, right? I've decided the goal. It's like two months away. So that's not too far out. I know what I want to do in January. I like to just like brain dump all of the things I need to do. And that's when I start using ClickUp. Like I said, some people use Trello, some people use Asana. That's when I put everything in ClickUp as a subtask of the main task. And that's when I can start putting like due dates to things so that every day when I sit down at my computer, I just go into ClickUp and I know exactly what I need to do because I've planned ahead. Like I've done every single task that could possibly like happen. I've put that all on paper or screen (laughs) or whatever. And I now have assigned due date, so I don't have to worry about it. And I just pop in, do my thing for the day, and then I'm done. Yeah, no, I love that. I love the messy, beautiful process of all of that. Okay, awesome. Yeah, so I kind of do a similar thing. Since I already have a theme for the month, I can really get in there and get into the nitty gritty of things. So brainstorming ideas ahead of time. And then as the quarter gets closer, like you said, hash out those details and I would ask myself questions like, what will I focus on? What can I delegate? How will this drive profit into my business? And if it doesn't, which is totally fine, you can have projects that are not super profitable. If it's something that is important to you, then how can I supplement that? And that's when I I take actionable steps to plan ahead so that I know what to do. And I love your Sunday. For example, that's a really good analogy, like planning on Sundays of what you're going to do for the week. So I kind of do a similar thing, but overall in the year, you know, plan out themes for the quarters. And then as the quarter gets closer, really hash out those details. And obviously, for me, I'm getting ready for maternity leave. So planning ahead is very, very important for me right now. And that's why I'm actually not taking on a lot of new things that require a lot of thinking and like problem solving, because my problem solving has to be applied for my maternity leave. So that's something that I also plan ahead for too. I'm just saying no to any big new projects in December that is outside of whatever already booked because I know like what's coming up next, if that makes sense. No, that totally makes sense. And you have to have boundaries in business. Like we can so good work all the time. Preach. But you need to, you need to have <laughs> boundaries. And it, it I think it's something that a lot of creative entrepreneurs struggle with. I think it comes actually from a scarcity mindset. We think or people we have to pleasing. do all the things. What? Or people pleasing. Or people pleasing. Yeah. Yeah. It's like one of those two things where like, oh, I, I need to say yes to all the things, even though I'm really booked because when is the next job going to come? Or what are they going to say if I say no? You know, so think about your boundaries first. Like you can't show up as the CEO of your creative business if you're burnt out and saying yes to all the things. That's not what a CEO would do. And we actually did an episode about this with Natalia. And we talk about this, but we'll we'll link that in the show notes if it happens to go out before this episode. I know. We're like, wait, yeah, I think it will. So that was episode number 71 with Natalia. So we talk a little bit more. Joyce plans ahead. (laughs) Normally, you're the one that gives all the podcast episodes. Oh my gosh, she's so quick. Uh, But yeah, so that's episode number 71. But moving on to our action phase. So we had review, we had planning, and then action. So like I mentioned, I guess this would be more action, actually. I assign dates to things when I have put everything into ClickUp. And that's how I know every morning what like mini steps I need to take to achieve that overarching goal that I've set for myself. But I also think that part of action or one action you can take is actually to review your goals regularly so that you also know how far or close you are. 
So it's like we look at the overall and then we've broken it down so it's more digestible, right? But we still need to look at that overall goal to see how close or far we are, as well as if, you know, as time passes, we need to see if that goal still aligns with our business. We said before, like things happen so fast, things change, like don't do things that don't align with your business or that you don't enjoy. So regularly reviewing your goals, your progress, and maybe why you're not making progress, those can be hints that, oh, well, maybe this goal isn't actually for me. It's not what I actually want. You know, so you just really have to be aware of how you kind of feel about things and don't beat yourself up if you're not achieving goals because it could be a sign that you don't really want to do it or it's not in alignment. Not necessarily like it could be that or it could be like, let's step it up. I don't know. You need to (laughs) determine that. But it Mm -hmm. could be is my point. It could be a sign that that is a goal that is not in alignment anymore. I think as business owners, we get wrapped up in action and doing and crossing off tasks and all of the things, right? And I totally agree with you, Joyce. Like I really say this out of a place of experience and something this year that I've taken on, and I've been talking about this in other episodes, but I really want to be so honed into my intuition as a woman, as a business owner, as a creative. I think that is so important to stay connected to your heart and your inner self, I guess. And now look at me ending it with a woo-woo note, you know, but one thing that I started to do to kind of work on this, um, practically speaking, is doing affirmations and journaling. And I really say this as a person who is not typically woo-woo, and it's still new for me. But honestly, affirmations have been really cool. And in the practical sense, like I don't really have the patience or the time to write out affirmations every morning, which a lot of people love doing that. Maybe one day I'll get to that point. But what I did is I would record affirmation. uh, I just recorded one voice note that where I wanted to affirm myself in, you know, certain details, like you're exactly where you need to be. You can't make any mistakes. You know, you are worthy as is all of those like affirmations that I want to remind myself when I'm kind of really in the hustle and I'm not really thinking straight and I'm just like, go, go, go mode, which I totally know that I have a habit of getting sucked into the affirmation, listening to that every single morning really helps break those bad habits um, and remind myself like what I'm doing this for and what my big vision is and not even just like my big vision, just like who I am as a person. I think that's really important because as a business owner, it's so easy to get wrapped up in, you know, your personal life, your business life, like that is all kind of connected. So I think that is really important. And yeah, just that's an actionable thing. It's affirmations and journaling is a very actionable thing. So that's something that I'm continuing to do and will continue to do in 2020. So yeah, I know that you do that, Joyce. Uh, Maybe you could give me some tips on how I can better my process. Oh, no, I don't think that that's something that I can speak on. Like Mm. your your journey into journaling and affirmations and and mindset work, that's all super individual. But Mm. I think that journaling and affirmations, like you mentioned, is a great place to start and then see where it takes you. Because I also agree that those mindset things Mm -hmm. will help you achieve your goals. So that is also why Diana mentioned it. That's why I am like big advocate of it, working on your mindset, because that will definitely help you reach those goals and reach even bigger goals that you can't even think of right now. Yeah. And like a win, like a quick win that I want to share. If you are like, oh, I don't know about the whole mindset thing. It's a little too like abstract for me. That's Mm. really what 
broke me of like my people pleasing tendencies because I definitely have that. When I say no to someone, it gives me anxiety. It makes me want to change my own schedule and my own plans to please other people. And doing these affirmations really help me practically stay grounded in what my mission is. And of course, not to say like, I'm going to not people please because that still brings me joy, but it has to align with my mission too. So it also has helped me actually delegate tasks because I also think that my tendencies could be like, I want to be in control of my business. Only I can do this. But having those affirmations and working on your mindset has helped me to physically let go of tasks and give it to people and trust people with parts of my business. So I think there's so many practical like nuggets that come out of affirmations. And that's why I'm such a big advocate for it and something that I will continue to do in 2020. Well, going back to our whole topic of goals and business year, like when you do that, like you said, it allowed you to delegate things. Then when you do that, you have more space to actually do more of the business side of things to reach your goals. So it all kind of feeds off of each other, you know, and it all just kind of works together if you let it. Um, Definitely. So that is just a little bit of an insight into our brains of how we are goal setting for 2020 the things that we look at, like reviewing, planning, and then taking action. We would love to hear how your goal setting, if there are tools that you're using, if you're going to check out ClickUp or PowerSheets, which we will link below, just because why not? It's always great to share our resources and maybe what's working for you will work for Diana and myself as well, right? So please share that over on Instagram at Modern Creative Podcast. And we are wishing you what? Hold on. When is this going out? It's the end of December. So we're wishing you happy holidays and happy new year. And thanks for sticking with us through our first full year of podcasting. 2019 was our full first year of podcasting. Woo-hoo! And we can't, I know, <laughs> we can't wait to have more episodes for you in 2020. Thanks for listening. Bye.